You are listening to the beautiful healing guitar music of Mark Romero. What a lovely way to start off this podcast of Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. Hello, everyone. I'm Liz Bruner. And Mark, welcome to this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. It's really great to have you on my podcast. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for uh, the invitation and the opportunity to come on. You love playing the guitar. Why? I guess, you know, it's like a, I got to go back in time. And this is like, you know, what, you know, a teenage kid didn't want to become a rock and roll star. And so, you know, I remember like kind of like being water dripping on rock, tormenting my father going, Dad, I want a guitar. I want a guitar for my birthday. I want a guitar. Got me a guitar. I picked it up and, you know, it was like love at first strum. I never put it down and continue to play it today. So you were a teenager when you started playing. I was a teenager. I was inspired by a Pink Floyd concert and, and, uh, you know, had to go learn how to play. (laughs) (laughs) Well, playing the guitar and writing music is not only your passion, but it really is your life's work now. But that wasn't always the case. You have called yourself a self-proclaimed reformed CEO. Take us through your 19 years as an executive. I think it was probably more like recovered CEO. (laughs) It's probably the more appropriate term. All of us, we get presented with this model of how we're supposed to live life. You know, we get out of high school, we're supposed to go to school, going to go get a day job and begin this uh, ascension up this, uh, you know, thing called the corporate ladder. And I think that was kind of the model that I was presented by my, my father's own example. So I kind of followed in his footsteps. Okay, I, I can do this. So I started off in the electric electronics industry, entry-level position, and over the course of, let's see, 19 minus 5. So I have 14 years, I went from entry-level all the way to the CEO of a multi-million dollar business and, um, you know, played the game the way that I was taught to play. The thing that I noticed as I, you know, continued to go higher and higher was that even with the more money I was making, the higher levels of accomplishment, there was really this this kind of like deep dissatisfaction in my life. I was like kind of going, okay, wait, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I've got the shiny car, I got the home in Southern California and the portfolio and all that good stuff. Why am I discontent, unfulfilled and unhealthy? And that's when I really started kind of uh, really taking a look at what am I doing here? What am yeah. I doing with my life? What is my purpose? And um, so, but yeah, over the course of those 19 years, you know, played the game hard in my nice little Italian suits with a fancy tie and (laughs) the whole shot and and played the game really well. It just kind of came to a point where I realized there has to be something more for myself. How'd you go about recreating yourself? I mean, how do you walk away from all of that, even with the dissatisfaction? Well, it might have been a brief moment of insanity, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I think I think really why it actually happened, why I was able to do it was quite honestly, I kind of had a chip on my shoulder. I had, you know, really ex- created these extraordinary results uh, in manifesting business. I was a sales guy, sales manager, and then ultimately CEO, and I was very successful at what I did. So there was this part of me that believed, oh, I can do this, you know. I can make this shift no problem and kind of step into becoming this uh, uh, motivational speaker that played guitar and 
And so, quite honestly, I really think that's kind of why I kind of looked at it. Yeah, was it scary? Yeah, of course it was. But there was this part of me that believed that I could make that transition. Mm. Actually, I believed I could really make it very quickly. Of course, life has its own time schedule and how things unfold, but that's how I made the shift. So that was the goal, was to become a motivational speaker when you left the corporate world? Well, my dream and my passion, I've always had this passion about helping people realize their power and move past their obstacles and step into this next higher expression of who and what we are. I've always believed that, you know, we all come here with a song or our music. It's, sure. it's our passion. It's our purpose. It's our calling. And, you know, our job as human beings is to express that into the world in the most beautiful and grand ways. And so I've always had this passion, even the course through my corporate days was coaching my teams and stuff. It was always about how can I help you tap into your greatness? How can I help you realize your power? How can I help you to transcend your limitations? So I left, and the way that I saw that being done initially was through kind of a very traditional motivational speaker model. So I started getting out and and started speaking, and music became part of that presentation and that performance. And I was out doing my very first keynote talk, which I still do today. It's called Play Beautiful Music Throughout Your Life. You know, how to play beautiful music throughout every facet of your life so you can create the success, but more importantly, the fulfillment, the passion, and the vibrant health. Mm. You had one very pivotal moment. Dr. Ronald Jones, who's a former top consultant at NASA, called you up on stage, and he asked you to play some of your music. And as you began to play something happened in the audience that changed your life forever. It's funny because, you know, here I get a call from a guy who, Dr. Jones, who's a former top consultant to NASA, and, you know, said, hey, we're doing this lecture on the body's energy fields and and the implications of all the things in our environment. We want you to come and bring your guitar. I had no idea what I was stepping into. Uh, You know, I'd never heard of quantum physics. I'd never thought of looking at life beyond anything, you know, other than what I experienced through my senses, than what we can see, hear, touch, and feel, and smell. And so I show up there, and and it's like quantum physics energy 101, you know, where Mm -hmm. I learned that we're made of energy, that we're these beautiful expressions of a field of energy that's unlimited in its potential and how our connection to that field of energy is being compromised by all these uh, energy disruptors in our environment and our own limiting thoughts, beliefs, and perceptions. So halfway through the program, Doc's on stage talking about all this heavy stuff. I'm like blown away in the back. He goes, Mark, come up here. We want you to start playing. And I come up and I start playing, and I see people's physical energy shift where instant increases in strength, flexibility, endurance, coordination, and balance. There are all these different testing they were doing. I was absolutely blown away. And that whole experience kind of opened up a whole nother realm of stepping into and getting an understanding and embracing my own gift to work with um, harmonizing energy, harmonizing energy fields, and ultimately how that discovery could help me accomplish what my passion was, which was about helping people unlock their potential. Because Dr. Jones basically was saying to you that your music contained frequencies that cancels out negative energy. And I I can only imagine when you're first hearing about this, you're going, it does what? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, yeah, it's kind of funny because after that event, I, you know, I went home that night kind of like with this does not compute light flashing in my head because I did not, I was blown away and I really didn't know what to make of that. And then uh, like a week or two later, Dr. Jones called me up and he said, listen, we're really excited about what we've discovered. He said, you know, you, you have an energy coming through you that comes through your mm. music that actually, in essence, eliminates the negative effects of energy disruptors in our environment. Now, you, that bodes the question, what's an energy disruptor? Exactly. Well, you know, we're exposed to up to over 80,000 man-made chemicals in our air, food, and water. Mm. And in addition to that, we have surrounded ourselves with a vast amount of electronic frequencies, EMFs, Wi-Fi, smart meters, 3G, 4G, now 5G, all these different beams of energy that are being beamed through in our environment. And in that lecture, they were able to demonstrate and show the evidence of how these things that we use every day, that we're exposed to every day, are in essence putting our energy in a state of disharmony yeah. and disconnecting us from this this field of energy, what quantum physicists call the grid or the quantum grid or, or the field of pure consciousness and how it is essential for us to have vibrant health, mm -hmm. to open up our own consciousness and awareness, to have great connection to that field of energy. So in essence, the music and the energy that comes through it helps to eliminate the negative effects of those disruptors, instantly enhancing our connection and our energy and restoring harmony. Sure. And to really kind of bring it down to earth in a way that we all can understand you know, the guitar has six strings. I could be the best guitarist in the world, but if that guitarist is, isn't in tune, am I going to make beautiful music? No. Am mm. I going to be able to create what I truly have the potential to create? No, nope. doesn't matter how well I play. It is so essential for us to tune and harmonize our energy in order for us to unlock our potential and really live at the level of which we were designed to live. I love that. I first learned of your work through Sonia Riccati, actually, and I know you collaborated with her to use your music for a morning-evening meditation program that she had put together. And what I found so fascinating about it was that we were encouraged to make sure we had headphones on, but we had to make sure that there was a very specific one in our left ear and a very specific headphone in our right ear. Can you explain why that was so important, why it is so important? Well, that actually doesn't have anything to do with the music itself. There was an additional layer of information that was put in that recording that's called brainwave entrainment. And so you're basically submitting a frequency in the left ear and in the right ear that creates a brain response. So we have certain brain waves, alpha, beta, theta, delta, and each one of those brainwave states has an inherent benefit to it. So that whole program was designed to put your brain into a specific state to help optimize the outcome of the program. But in essence, the beautiful thing about the work that I do with music and it's, it also has impacts on impact on the brain waves. It actually puts your brain into a harmonized state where you create harmony between the left and right hemisphere, which is very essential for, once again, operating at an optimal level. The ear doesn't even need to hear the music in order for it to have its effect upon the body's energy field. Now, that always blows people away, but I can't wait, you know, because in reality... 
what we hear is a very small frequency wavelength of, in, of vibrational information. Sound exists outside of what we can hear. You know, our dogs and our cats can hear things yeah. that we can't hear. So you can actually impact and tune the body's energy field, even with the music being played at the lowest level possible and the physical ear not even hearing it. So does all music heal in this way? No. And that was part of the thing that was, you know, in their study was that they were looking for music that would do three specific things. First of all, number one, it had to tune the body's energy field. And on a physiological level, they wanted, they wanted to measure an increase in strength, flexibility, endurance, coordination, and balance. Five physical factors. When your energy is in tune, you're going to have an increase in those five factors. Not all music um, creates that response. So there's music that might create a response in one of those physical factors, maybe strength, but not the others. The first indicator was that you had to have all five indicators. Number two was that the body had to maintain those five indicators when being exposed to energy disruptors like a cell phone, like a laptop computer, like maybe some cleaning fluid or something like that. You actually go into a weakened state when you're exposed to these things. With the music playing in the environment, you don't go into a weakened state anymore. Your energy stays in tune regardless of what you're being exposed to. And then the third factor was actually through brain mapping, was that they wanted to see this harmonization in brain waves, which was a state they had identified with athletes in the peak performance zone. You've been described as a sound therapy expert and an energy harmonizer, and you create intentional pieces of music that I believe you call them music mantras. How do those help us? Is this how we reduce the stress and improve performance and heighten creativity in our lives? Well, actually, the music in itself helps to create that. Okay. But one day I was in the office with Dr. Jones, and he asked me a question. He said, Mark, what do you think is the most powerful energy disruptor that we're exposed to that has the most negative effect upon our lives, upon our health, our well-being, and our quality of life? And, you know, I'm thinking it's got to be radiation, something like that. But his answer really surprised me. He said the most potent energy disruptor of them all are our own limiting thoughts, beliefs, and perceptions. The stories that we've all integrated mm. into the operating system software of our minds that tell us we're not good enough, that we don't deserve to have the best of blessings in life, that we're anything but powerful, anything but divine. All these programming that we all have integrated within us to one degree or another that limit us. So out of that discussion, I got this idea in my coaching work. So I've been doing coaching work for years in helping people break through and break free and and really evolve their life to the next level. So I got this idea one day in a session with a woman who was experiencing a lot of uh, anger, frustration, definitely needed to do some forgiveness work with her father. And I just got this idea. I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to play a piece of music on forgiveness. Are you open to forgiving your dad? And she said, yeah, I am. So out comes this piece of music. I'd never played it before. And uh, it was my very first musical mantra. Wow. It's a piece of music composed with the intention of forgiveness. Oh, and so, so I recorded it, put it in the studio, sent it to her, and I said, play this in your environment. Let's see what opens up. And a couple of days later, she calls me up. She goes, you know what? You're not going to believe this. My dad called me today out of the blue and said, you know what? Are you open to sitting down and talking about reconciliation and forgiveness? 
She goes, you don't understand. My dad would never do anything like that. I said, you know what? The biggest lesson that we all need to learn is that the outer world is a manifestation of the inner world that happens within us. And that's your energy. That's your state of being. Mm. You change your energy, you change your state of being. Your outer world, including your physical body, is going to change. And so that's when I started composing pieces of music and integrating it into my coaching and transformational work that allowed me to create pieces of music that would vibrationally assist them to let go of these old thoughts, these old regrets, these old things, that resentments that, you know, we sure. all hang on yeah, to to one degree yeah. or another. It's fascinating, Mark. You really have recreated your life from being that executive to now this catalyst for growth. Did you ever imagine that this would be your life's work? No. <laughs> I mean, you know, like the, the most thing that I had to imagine back then was like, kind of like becoming like this Tony Robbins type speaker dude, you know, up on stage pontificating my words of wisdom and creating massive change in people's lives. That was the initial vision. That was the dream. And then as all these discoveries kind of came to fruition, I realized, oh my gosh, there's a whole nother way beyond the spoken word that we can transform and change people's lives. Mm. And so it really opened up a whole different avenue, but it was not part of my shall we say, master plan, but we all, I think we all know that life sometimes has a tendency to laugh at our master plans. It does indeed. <laughs> <laughs> what is your definition of living your best life? I think living your best life is where you are true to this unlimited, amazing power that's within you. And that you express that through the facets of your life, through your health, through your relationships, through your prosperity, through your careers, through your spirituality. And you play that authentic expression. It's almost like those facets are like the strings of your life, mm -hmm. kind of like the guitar. I use the metaphor of the guitar a lot in my work. And it's when you tune those strings and harmonize those strings through this work, it opens up the possibility of you sharing your authentic self, your light, your passion, your calling out in the most beautiful and powerful way. Mm -hmm. And to be able to express that light, that music into the world, not only is it going to transform your own life experience, but it's also going to be a catalyst for transformation and change on the planet. So I'm a big believer that each of us has a song, a piece of music, a, mm. a, a symphony within us. And our biggest responsibility is to work through our stuff to restore harmony, but to express that into the world so that we can create uh, really amazing shifts and changes, not only in our lives, but in the lives of others. Well, you're certainly doing a lot of transformational work with the people that have the pleasure and opportunity of, of not only hearing your music, but the opportunity to work with you one-on-one -on -one and in group situations. If you would like to learn more about Mark's music, and his work. You just need to go to markromeromusic.com. Mark, as we close out this episode, I want to thank you so much for being a light in this world and sharing your music. I want to thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. Well, thank you. Thank you so very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And we're going to have Mark play us out. Have a great day, everybody. This podcast is brought to you in part by Fast Twitch Media. 
helping people tell their stories and giving them worldwide reach. The future is in the cloud and fast twitch media can take you there. Be your best digital self. Check out fasttwitchmedia.space.